recording. Um, thanks for um, yeah, it looks nice where you are, though. Oh, yeah, be- beautiful weather right now. Yeah, you well, um, t- the thing is, um, anyway, Teofimo Andres Lopez Rivera. <laughs> That's my whole government name. What you using my whole government name for? <laughs> um, t- tell me, first of all, um, wh- where are you right now? I'm in Jonesboro, Arkansas right now. Okay. Had you had you moved down there out of New York to train then? Uh, that's that's what one of our plans was to either have it here in Jonesboro, Arkansas, or in New Jersey, back up in um, upstate, up in New York. Uh, well, in New Jersey, I mean. Um, back where I had the camp last time with uh, Richard Comey. But, um, you know, the whole thing with the coronavirus and everything, it kind of like, stopped everything from happening so those were the two plans that we had this we were deciding on going back and forth whether it was going to be jonesboro or uh can you hear me uh, you just you just faded out a little then but um so tell me about your movements have you been in new york recently as well uh no i haven't been so you've no. been You've been there several weeks, kind of out in in the countryside, yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been out here for like a good month now, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. Uh, I I told my wife we had to leave out here. We had to go out here because um, with the whole coronavirus, I felt like New York was gonna get hit real bad, which it did, and um, and luckily we were able to get here before then, you know, because I can't catch this. If I catch this coronavirus, it goes after the lungs. Me with asthma, you know, that'll, that'll damage me and probably even cause death, you know? No, you must uh, stay very well. Uh, you said the first thing you said before I started recording was that you feel fucking fat right now. You don't look fat. I am, though. Like, I'm filling in. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably, like, filled in, but nah, I'm fat right now. Like, I know me. I know my body like my father does and, and perfecting athletes does. And everybody knows my body now. So I know my body. I know I got to start getting back. And during this time that we are quarantined pretty much, you know, even though I'm outside, <laughs> um, uh, you know, just those things like that, just trying to work out and just make sure I drop that weight, you know, Epsom salt baths and stuff like that. I think that will help me reduce all this that I have going on right now. Tell me about New York. You must have a lot of friends and a lot of family there. Are there any stories to tell us about people who aren't well or things you are hearing from there? Well, in New York, I mean, like, thank God none of my family members, as in, like, cousins and stuff, I haven't been, um, they're not, they're not infected. So that's, that's good news, you know, um, but New York right now is really, really bad, you know, and, um, um, you know, I had to move out. I had to come out here. For the meantime, until things uh, settle down over there, but it's not, you know, it's really bad. Uh, um, you know, we just got hit by a tornado, um, an EF3 tornado um, on Saturday, on the 28th of March. So just this past Saturday that happened. Uh, luckily, we, you know, it only affected the backyard, you know, for the most part. But, you know, luckily we're okay. Oh, wait, let me see. I turned it off. Let me see if I can flip this. There you go. There you go. Uh, see, like the fence, everything, that right there. Oh, wow. Over there is all bad. 
and and you have parts over here. We had to throw some parts. Our trampoline it was the trampoline was gone. You got parts over there from a plane. You got this whole house. You got shingles gone. I mean, uh, this is nothing though. There's there's people without a house right now. We're homes without a home. We got hit by the edge of the tornado, just the edge. And look what it did, you know. And we saw it coming towards us. It was really bad. It was scary. What? So was it at night? Was it in the day? What do you do? Do you hunker down? Do you have a bunker or something in there? Um, we found, you know, like in the center of the house, there's like a, a closet that you, you hang your coats, you know, a coat closet and stuff. And we just all hid in there. You know, we just all was there. We brought a mattress over and um, we prayed for, we prayed for, you know, for health and the best, you know, safety and stuff. You know, we just prayed that it wasn't going to hit as hard and luckily it didn't. I mean, there's people right now that have no houses. I mean, half their house is gone. Like the roof is caved in. I mean, it's scary. You know, uh, if it wasn't for this coronavirus, uh, for everyone staying indoors, um, there would have been like a lot of fatality deaths, like fatality deaths right now. Wow. Um, yeah. Look, you're only 22 years old. You put on a brilliant performance. You're one of the rising stars of the sport. Yeah. Uh, one of the rising stars of the sport. You are now the IBF champion after last December. Can you believe, in, um, after that amazing performance, that just a few months later, you're having to play this waiting game to your female? Man, it sucks. You know, I've become world champion. I came in like, this feels like the world's about to end. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it sucks. It sucks, man. I mean, but hey, it happens. Uh, you know, um, we never, we, we, you can't predict these things. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it happens, and, and you just got to um, – that's why it's always good. Save your money. Invest on invest your money. Don't spend your money. Don't spend your first check that you make that's big on stupid stuff, you know, because um, eventually you're going to need it. You know, I'm, I'm good financially, you know. I'm good for this whole year. You know, leave me this whole year, I'm good, you know, even the beginning of next year. So I'm not stressing – in that department because you got to make sure you take care of your money, make sure you're right with it. Um, and just in case for things like this to happen, uh, it, it is stressful. It's, uh, it's, it's frustrating because there's a lot of fighters, you know, um, as of all of us, all athletes right now, we're all unemployed. You know what I mean? I mean, that's all around the world too. And um, for those that ha don't even make the money that I'm making or, or the other top dogs that are making, you know, right now, the top champions and stuff, you know, um, just to know what they're going through right now is, I can't even imagine, you know. So um, I've, I've lived through that, been through there. I spent my big check before, <laughs> and I learned from my mistakes. You know, that's why, you know, uh, you live and you learn, and then you just grow from that. You know, you, you learn from your mistakes, and then you uh, you get better from it. That's why, you know, luckily I'm, I'm okay and blessed with this. What have you got Sorry. set up there? It's just you and your wife there, yeah? No, 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 no. Um, right now we're staying at my sister-in-law's house and um, here in Jonesboro. So right now we're staying with them. My wife wanted to stay in New York um, for those reasons. She didn't want to be a bother to her sister. She wanted to stay indoors. She wanted to stay in her room, uh, in our room, um, in the bed and just in her mattress and sleep in her bed, you know, because that's her comfort, you know? But I just felt like it was best if we left New York because I felt like it was just going to get worse, which it did, you know. And I felt like the chances of me getting the coronavirus would be higher. Correct. The chances would be higher. And then what happens is, 
my lungs are already not as strong as everyone else's because I have asthma. Mm -hmm. Then this comes and attacks my lungs. Who's to know if my lungs, if I'm going to be able to beat it because I'm athletic or this is going to scar my, my lungs for life. And every time I fight now or do something activity-wise, it's not the same anymore. And then I'm disabled, you know? And there goes my my whole fighting career before it starts. <laughs> so, so what have you, you know, got? What have you got set up there that you can train with? Today's gonna be my first day. Honestly, today's gonna be my first day back. So, um, my uh, brother-in-law's, uh, my brother-in-law's sister's husband. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so his his sister's husband. Uh, well, yeah, uh, her husband. He has a, a treadmill because I went to their house yesterday. Because they got hit, but they didn't get hit as bad. But all these other houses across from us just destroyed. And it's, I mean, we live in the beginning of the block of the, the houses, you know, like the beginning of the block. And I'm talking about like halfway at the end. Halfway at the end is all destroyed. All those, that could have been us. But anyways, um, so he has a treadmill. He has a bench press. He has a, you know, he has pretty much the roller, the push-ups, everything that you could think of. And my brother-in-law, he has a, a boxing bag and stuff, so. Um, that's just what we're going to do now. Today's our first day. We're going to start at 6 p.m. and just keep it going from there. And then I'll just start trimming down. Right now, I'm like a good 160, so I need to bring it down. I'm too heavy. You know, if, if, if this keeps going and I don't do anything, there won't be no Loma fight, you know. There won't be me going at 35. I might go to 40 right away because of that weight, you know. So me and my father, we talked, and we talked about it, and we made sure that uh, we uh, – we were in the same same page, and he said at least hit 148, 149, and then, you know, that'll be enough because you're used to doing that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, just drop these 10 pounds, and that's it. I was like, I am. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm fat. I'm fat as shit right now. Uh, but fat by civilian standards, not by, by boxer. By, 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 <laughs> I'm not fat by civilian standards. Um, you mentioned uh, Vasil Lomachenko. Have you had any conversation with Bob Arum since everything went to lockdown and there were no events? No, I haven't spoke to him. Um, you know, uh, I've just been here just minding my own and just watching over my wife and making sure that we're okay, watching over my family, talking to them every day or every other day. They're in Vegas right now. So, you know, times like this, you want to be close to your family, you know. Um, you know, but everything, the, the mall is, um, not the mall, I'm sorry. Uh, the planes, everything's getting canceled. All the flights are getting canceled. It's, they haven't locked down everywhere. I think LA's already on quarantine. And so you can't even go through there. So it's just been, you know, it's stressful, you know. But I, I talk to them every day, make sure that they're indoors, especially my father and my mother, you know. And uh, they've been good, you know. For the most part, they've been like everyone else, trying to make the best of it. Have you got a sense, um, Tiafimo, that when everything's been suspended for several months that there may be a hurry up from Aram and you may get that fight with Loma um, in the fall uh, very quickly and organized because there will be, I think, a desire to put all the big fights on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my father told me that. Um, my dad, he told me he was like... Um, They'll probably put you first, so be ready. Start getting ready. You know, uh, they'll probably put us first. So um, I think start working out now. Start getting ready because you never know. You know, but it's going to take a while because, you know, Loma's in Ukraine. He's back home with his family. Obviously, times like this, you want to be close to your family, like I said. And uh, so, you know, um, 
the fight happens, at least we have a good heads up, you know. But it's better to at least, you know, stay low in the weight so we don't stress as much. Are you the ultimate test for this guy? Are you going to unlock the Matrix when you meet him and make your name? Yeah, there's nobody else that's going to do it other than myself. I mean, everyone respects him too much or they're too scared of him or they 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 uh they get nervous when he does those little bullshit-ass steps, you know? So I think it's just stuff like that, man. Uh, it's too much respect. Luke Campbell had a good chance, but the same thing, too much respect, you know? They hit this guy. They feel like They feel like saying sorry to him. Hey, I'm sorry for hitting you. It's like, you know, this guy is not, you know, um, yeah, he's a great fighter, you know, whatever you want to call it. But great fights are with great fighters. I think they're great fighters. You fight each other, and the best fight's the best, and the winner is the is the better fighter that night. So that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I feel like I am the only one, you know, and I will be. Obviously, it has to, it has to lead down to me. It's always, I always have to end up... Uh, I always end up having to take care of it because nobody else can. They're too pussy to fucking. They're too pussy to fight this guy and 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 show no respect. The moment you show no respect to this dude, like Salido, he showed no respect to to Loma. Obviously, Loma is a different fighter than he was when he fought Salido. But same thing, it doesn't change. You don't if you show no respect to a fighter, it changes their whole their whole uh, demeanor. It changes their whole way of coming into that ring. Because you're like, oh, shit, why are you not respecting me? All these fighters I face, they all cover up when I do this. They all they all throw jazz, but they're running away from the jazz every time they throw. Why are you not? Oh, shit, he come in the fight. And then it changes their whole mindset. You know, whether he wants to fight, fuck it, we bring it on. He don't want to fight, I'll bring the fight to him. So, Have you had you know, that opportunity to feel that and let him know that when you looked in his eyes? I haven't looked at his eyes, no. We haven't locked eyes at all. <laughs> but is, is he going to know it clearly when you, um, when you get to do the face-off before as things are announced? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'm like that with every fighter, man. If, if, if you're yeah. in my way, if you're in my way, I don't like you. You know, um, the only difference is with him, I really don't like him. You know, other stuff is business, you know. Um... You know, you, we all saw what I did to uh, Diego Magdaleno, and I, I didn't like him, you know, for saying some disrespectful shit. And um, obviously, at the end, I shouldn't have did what I did. But, you know, I let that get to me, but I learned from that. But, you know, um, yeah, when I don't like somebody, it's even worse for them. You know, what, I just, is, yeah, but what is it, Tiafimo, that you actually don't like about him? I just feel like he's an arrogant son of a bitch. And I hate that. I just, I, me in general, I've been around celebrities. I've been around certain people, man. I just hate people that, that act like their shit is don't stink. And on top of that, they just feel like, on top of they just feel like, if you was to talk to me, they just feel like, like, uh, you're not in my level. You're not in my, like, they look at, like, they look at any human being, other if they're not celebrity top people, like, there's certain people like that. Now, I'm not saying everyone that, that just believe that, you know, like, they're peasants. You know, don't talk to me. Who are you? So I think I find that mad disrespectful. I think we all bleed the same and everything. So I keep that always in my head, in my conscience, you know. I don't treat nobody different. You know, I may sound like a piece of shit, arrogant asshole when I'm fighting and stuff like that, but that's just me promoting fights, you know. Well, well, you know, you say that, but it's a fight that, that all of us involved in the industry and many, many fans cannot wait to see. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's such a thrilling prospect. Because we know how you fight, we know you've got 
dynamite in both hands. We know. I know you're serious in what you're saying. It's not an act. I do know that. I know you well enough to know that now. You know, I've been around you enough times. I know you utterly believe in yourself. You utterly believe in your own ability. When you beat Lomachenko, are you not bothered about the Javonta Davis, the Devin Haney, the Luke Campbells, all those other guys in this division? Will that be enough for you to go up then to 140? Yeah, I'll go up to 140. I think after the Loma fight, you know, you really don't need to do anything else. You know, these other guys don't meet me. You know, I'll be the cash. I'll be the cash cow. I'll be the guy. I'll be the A-side, whatever you want to call it. You know, mm. they'll come to me. You know, they want to fight, they'll come to me. You know, and that's how we look at it. You know, we're taking all these challenges. We're not we're not going around everything. And we're not, you know, we're going straight to the, straight to the guys that these people don't want to fight and going straight to the source, you know. We're trying to be the best, the best out there, you know, the greatest out there. And that's, you know, making fights like this happen. Fought a world champion, beat a world champion the way I did, Richard Coleman. Going to Lomachenko, the guy that everyone is saying he's pound for pound. The guy that holds three belts. The guy that, that no one has ever seen, I don't know, move the way he ever did. And you know what? We're going over there and we're going to show him, hey, this is how we do it, though. And we're going to take over. So I think we don't, we don't hide. You know, if we talk our shit, we're going to back it up. You know, that's how I was raised with my father. My father raised me like that in New York. You know, I was born in New York. And that's just that, 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 that right there. You get that. You get that from them, you know. And, and shout out to all, the, all, all, my, all my New York people right there. 718, you know, Sunset Park. I mean, my whole family, everything. I mean, it's just stuff like that. I just have it in me. I just, I look at it like this. I just can't, if, if it's a challenge, I like to challenge myself and, and be like, I know I'm the best and I know I could beat this guy. So let me challenge myself. All right. Everybody thinks that it won't go that way. I love to prove the doubters wrong and I love to prove myself right. Sunset Park, 718, New York. I mean, look, tell me about growing up. Did you grow up? Obviously, the family originally Honduran. Podemos hablar en español otra vez, pero no, yeah. Oh, no, see. The tell me about growing up. Were you were you having to fight as a little kid on the streets, or not really? Or how no. how did that develop? Was it just through dad? Um, yeah, it was just pretty much. You know, my father always made sure I wasn't getting in trouble. You know, um, I used to fight with my sisters a lot, though. <laughs> but um, you know. Uh, I used to fight with them. I used to, me being the young one and everything. I used to fight with them. Stick my middle finger and just run away. Uh, <laughs> and that was they my thing. Beat you. Huh? And then yeah. they beat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Afterwards, yeah, they beat me. Uh, <laughs> uh, my father always made sure I didn't. You know, I was always on the right track. You know, um, we did taekwondo. Me and my sisters, we did taekwondo, taekwondo together in New York, and then we moved to Florida eventually. And then I was still doing taekwondo there. I was also doing soccer. You know, my cousins had moved out there, too, from New York to Florida. So we were spending time with them a lot. You know, really, it was pretty much like the only family that we had at that time. You know, and then, you know, um, and we just made the best of it. My father made sure I wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, and he was on me, you know. He was uh, he would always take me to with him to the gyms, all the boxing gyms that he went to. He would always take me with him. And, uh, you know, and it was for him. It wasn't even for me. <laughs> Which is crazy. Um, he used to do it for himself. He used to train and everything. And I used to just watch, sit down and watch. And this one time, um, I think I told you a story. Same thing. Uh, I was six years old. My father came uh, to the, I was with my father, went to the boxing gym. 
told the coach, hey, how much you charging? I want to start training over here. You know, I just moved right down the block. And the coach is like, yeah, yeah, this is this, this. And my father's like, hey, can you watch my son, though? Um, while we get all the paperwork sorted out, I got to park the limousine. My father was a limousine driver. Uh, the coach was like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch him. I was six years old, remind you. Uh, I was So I was sitting down. By the time my father got out, the, he left the building. The coach was like, hey, kid. I was like, and he's like, put on some, uh, put on some gloves. We're going to do some mitts. I said, all right. Shit. About time I do something, you know, other than sit down on my ass and not do anything, you know. And uh, uh, I learned about two, three combinations by the time my father came back, which was like in five minutes. And I think that's when my father, my father was like 30. He was like in his 30s. That's when my father was like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to stop doing this shit and I'm just focus on my son. I, I had it, you know, for him, he felt like I had it, you know, and he was right all along. I mean, look, look where I'm at now. 15 fights. 12 knockouts, undefeated, IBF world champion, lightweight world champion, on the on the verge of becoming undisputed world champion. I mean, it's it's beautiful, you know. Um, I think for everyone out there, you know, that's the main thing that's beautiful is that as long as you believe in yourself and you believe in God and you believe in faith, I think that's you'll lead, you'll go a long way and you'll end up changing your life where the thing that you love the most ends up paying. You know, paying for all the stuff that that you need in this world. So, do you, you, do know. you feel you could have? Um, this may be, you know, you may have never just learned this or discovered it even because of being around the right people and the great parents all your life. But the, did you? Do you think you could have given your character and that you don't back down, that you you fear fucking no one, that you could have got in trouble growing up? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. You, uh, my father made sure, though, like, discipline. Discipline is 100% the main thing you need. It's the major key or whatever. It's the main thing you need in anything that you do. Because when you have discipline, then you have, you have morals and you have, you have your reasons. You, ha- you understand things. You know, you just don't think off of just the heat of the moment. You think, you think, you think more than that, you know? I can't go right now and punch somebody in the face if they piss me off. Shit, discipline. Hey, relax. Don't do that. You know why. You know this. You're just being cautious and just, you know, let it go. You know, you can't go and grab a woman from the throat in front of the world and just grab her by the throat and take her in the back and try to punch her afterwards. I mean, uh, there's things like that. You just can't, you know. Um, you got to be disciplined at all times. You have to know who you are. You know, you got to know that you are a role model to a lot of kids. So I feel like that whole thing like that, um, I'm always going to have that. This, You know how many times I want to fucking hit somebody? Shit. You know how many times some people piss me off and they want me, they want to piss me off? I've seen you look at me like that sometimes. Don't worry. Ah, you crazy. <laughs> I'm never the, here's the thing. Final thing. Final thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. The big thing you've got to learn at the moment this is the biggest thing and it must be so hard when you're 22 and you love what you do. You may not be able to fight till October or November. It's a real possibility right now. It's patience. It's patience. Patience, you know, patience is key, but not a lot of people can, you know, when it's times like this, I mean, when it's times like this, where they're still charging you rent, they're still charging you um, bills that, that you, that we all live by around the world. And they're charging you that when no, there's people not working, 
you're going to end up seeing mayhem. You end up seeing people stealing. You end up seeing riots. I mean, over there in the UK, I'm pretty sure they canceled all that stuff for you guys. Um, you know what I mean? Over here in the United States, boy, we're getting a, a thousand two hundred dollar check. Yeah. It's not that's that's for the for the rest of this whole pandemic. Me, I don't. I'm not from for myself. Money. I mean, for us, I'm good. You know, but that's that's me. We're talking about someone that gets paid somewhere from half a million to a million dollars right now. You know, this is not everybody. This is not everyone. So what do you expect? What do you expect when you're getting a twelve hundred dollar check? What is it gonna do? Really nothing. That's that's probably enough just to buy for food for one month. It's gonna Even make the, desperate to your female. It's gonna, it's make, gonna make every, and that's what I say, like that patience and everything is gonna end up wearing away from a lot of people. Mm. Not just athletes, I mean it's just around the world, it's just gonna here in the United States, I mean, take away take away everything, take away all the bills for this month, take away all the bills for next month until this thing goes away where people can start working again. People lost a hundred and like there's 150 million people without jobs in the United States right now. Who's to know how much in the UK? Who's to know around the world? I mean, this is bad. This is really, really bad. And I think they're making a mistake by having everyone just give them a $1,200 check. And, you know, I got to call. I got to call because my lease is up in New York. And I'm not even in New York right now. My lease is up. I extended it for six months, which is already, this is in May. It'll be six months already because I extended it. Um, mm-hmm. I got to call them today and tell them, hey, listen, I can't pay. I'm not going to pay. I'm unemployed. My wife's unemployed. And there's no reason to pay. You know, at times like this, I'd rather use the money. It's right. That's the right thing to do. That is the way it is. Use use the money for essentials. Use the money for water, toilet paper, bounty paper, whatever you want, paper towels, anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, And food. You know, use that money. There's There's not a lot of people. There's people living check by check. Paycheck to paycheck, you know, fighters, fighters that people think that make so much money are broke right now, for sure, 100%. These upcoming fighters, broke. They're all, they don't got no money, you know, and then, you know, if they want to ask a loan from their manager or from, or an advance from, uh, from top rank, top rank lost so much money, you know, they lost half a million off of the Conlon and Shakur fight, you know, who's to say if they want to give you anything? (laughs) It's just, you know. You got to be smart with your money. I think this teaches everyone a learning lesson on top of that. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So always be prepared for the worst case scenarios, which this is a worst case scenario. Very wise words in these very strange times. Palabras muy buenas. Encantado de verte y hablar contigo, mi hermano, mi, 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 mi amigo. Um, mi amigo. Um, que, 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 que lo pases bien. Uh, hey. Se ahí in Arkansas, y que nos vemos uh, pronto, that we see each other and you look skinny again, yeah? Sí, gracias por todo, gracias por esta entrevista, y gracias por tenerme. I like it, I like it, you did good, I like it. Yeah, you did good, pronto, everything, that's good. Yeah, next time you see me, I'll be more slim, I have more of a six-pack and stuff. <laughs> Listen, thanks so much for the time, you take care of yourself and your family, yeah. and I'll speak you to you as well. Female. You as you as well. Stay safe, and yeah, man. Wish the best for you and your family and your Cheers, loved ones. Bro. Cheers, Cheers. Bro. great to see you. Cheers. Uh, cheers. cheers.